Thank you to Mel Silk Lounge for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the Mama Doola and More podcast with Callie and Mel, a podcast about life, love, and the Black Family Unit. So sit down with your neighborhood doula, Callie, and the CEO of Mel Silk Lounge, Mel. So press play so you and your tribe can listen to it. Today's episode, Black Birth Stories. Today's episode is sponsored by Mel Soap Lounge. Mel Soap Lounge makes high-quality, Griselin-based, handcrafted soaps and sugar scrubs. So use code DULA for 10% off any $40 order or more. So go to melsoaplounge.bigcartel.com and use code DULA for 10% off any $40 order or more. So that's M-E-L-S-S-O-A-P lounge.bigcartel.com and use code DULA for 10% off any $40 order or more. And thank you to Mel Soap Lounge for being our sponsor. Hey guys, it's Callie with Mama Doula and More Podcast. And tonight we are starting our series on Black Birth Stories. And tonight we have a special guest here with us. We have Kyla and Jay, and they will be sharing their birth story. And we have an extra special guest with us here tonight, and his name is Sage. So you'll be hearing him in the background. Everybody get ready. Let's dig in so that we can tell our stories. Hey, guys. It's Callie here with Mama Doulas and More Podcast and the CEO and owner of Divine Peace Doulas. We are here tonight with... uh, The CEO of Mel Soap Lounge, Mel. And we're here tonight with Nakaila and Jay, and they're going to tell us their black birth story. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, what's up? I'm Jay. Just say your name. It's okay. Sorry, guys. She's she's a little bit shy. She's a little bit antisocial, but she does love to talk when she comes around here. So, Kyla, you can introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kyla. Okay. All right, guys. That was so easy. All right, so... We want you guys to tell us your story. So, you guys are a young couple. You guys also have a young baby who is absolutely beautiful. I might say so myself. I'm a little biased. But um, tell us your story. You can tell us. You can start with the pregnancy and leading up to birth. And then tell us your birth story and about how the birth was. Because if I'm not mistaken, you guys were expected during the height of COVID, right? Yeah, we had a COVID baby. Yeah. Hmm. Those babies be different. Different, different. <laughs> so, I don't know if you want to start, Kyla or Jay. You want to start and then, you know, Kyla, I want you to calm down. This is just a conversation. I know you seem a little shy. So, go ahead, Jay. I'll let you start since, you know. <laughs> Man, I ain't going to lie to you. The beginning, yeah, well worth it. I was stressed or hurt. Out. That baby's gonna come out looking like me. <laughs> and he absolutely does look like you. Yeah, even told him the eyebrow thing already. Yep. <laughs> I've never seen a baby come out that's able to uh, raise their eyebrow. So, guys, if you haven't picked up on it yet, I was uh, this beautiful couple's doula. I was the doula for Baby Sage. And uh, I'll let mom tell you a little bit about her. Uh, experience um well pregnancy was the hard part so 
Tell me again how your pregnancy was hard. Um, so I had HG during the first trimester, starting around like five weeks until, honestly, the end of pregnancy. Until so you had him? Yeah. <laughs> so could you tell my uh, viewers what HG is? Um, Not the word, like what is the what is the actual symptom or what is it that you have? Um, it's just pretty much like very very bad morning sickness through the entire day and um you pretty much can't like eat drink anything not even like water constantly throwing up losing a whole bunch of weight um and i know that must have been really really stressful for you huh yeah so did you have to stop working did you work the entire time like tell me what happened um i stopped working around like I want to say like eight nine weeks okay and then um, I didn't go back to work until probably about like mid 20 weeks oh my so. gosh that must have been awful so Jay that means that you had to take care of everything how was that for you during her pregnancy when she was out of work man <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was it was cool it was cool. I like to be in the house anyway. So I hear you. So overtime is what it is. I hear you. So, um, how did how did her um, pregnancy affect you? I know you said that you was gonna get on her nerves to make sure that your baby looked just like you. Yeah, she was throwing up every day. She was getting mad because I wouldn't hold her hair when she was throwing up. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, so. I want to kind of fast forward a little bit. Actually, you know what? Probably what we should have done that we didn't do is kind of, I know that you guys are young parents, like kind of talk about how you guys met, if you want to share that. Really quick, no? Oh, okay. Man, what? Hey. Okay, go ahead. You know All right, go ahead, Jay. I ain't even going to lie to you, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, I don't know the exact date right now. It's okay. Saying, but I was at work. I was just talking about, oh, I'm not about to look for nothing. I'm about to just let it find me. <laughs> and then she came up. She swore up and down. I forgot what her hairstyle was, but it is what it is. Uh, she came up. I was smiling, so I had my, uh, well, I call her light skin. That was my best friend at Uptown, you know what I'm saying? But she assigned her to lane 11. I just kept walking down the lanes. I was like, all right, that I'm about to do something. I wrote my name down on a piece of paper and my number down. I told my, I told my light skin friend, I was like, hey, look, take this to that girl on lane 11. <laughs> and after that, uh, she said she gave it to her. She said the dude that she came up there with was her man's. I was like, nah, nah. So I walked, I left the bowling counter, went to the kitchen. She asked me for some napkins and she grabbed my hand. I was like, all right, bet. I was about to go do some trouble. But then uh, she texted me, so I just went back to the house. You swear I that I grabbed your hand. Aww. Sounds like an episode of How I Met Your Mother. That's right. <laughs> you should tell it to Sage. <laughs> How did you guys meet? Well. Nah, because every time you bring it up, she... Nuh-uh, that ain't how it went. Well, I'm going to tell you this. There's always going to be two sides to the story of how you met. I promise you, because it's the same way with me and my husband. I have my version of the story, and he has his version. And I promise you, my version is the truth, not his. 
And closed mouths don't get fed, Miss Nikaila. So if you did not grab his hand, you sure are very quiet about it. So I think I'm rolling with Jay on this one. I never grabbed his hand. <laughs> so, anyway, so so you tell us what happened since you never grabbed his hand. Because I'm thinking maybe you did. We, well, I went there with a group of friends that I work with. And then... I've never been there before, so um, we just got our lanes. He was standing at the bowling counter, kept staring at me. And then I probably played for like an hour, and I wanted to go ask for napkins after we got food, and it just so happened that he gave us napkins. And then his friend um, had hand me his number on a piece of paper and I really wasn't going to text him but I mean I did and now we have Sage. Oh I like that story. Kind of sounds the same to me Jay. Just Mm -hmm. minus her telling the part about holding a hand. (laughs) Um, So now that we've gotten that out of the way tell us about um, leading up to labor or what that day looked like for you guys or um, when you actually knew you were in labor, who did you speak to and like how did that happen? Jay, I'd love to hear you laughing over there, so I want to hear your version of it. Leading up to labor. The a whole PG lot of version. basketball stress. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a whole lot of basketball stress playing video games. That's what you were doing? Yeah. yeah. No, that's what we were doing. Oh. She's not, she not going to tell y'all, but we was playing zombies almost like. <laughs> so when she was like in early labor doing that like calmed her and yeah how was early labor for you I ain't gonna lie to you she lying if she tell you that she won't just land in the bed on her phone that's how you would spend an early labor listen well here's the thing about early labor guys I'm curious to see how your labor went so when did you figure out that you were in labor or when did you let Jay know that you were in labor even early labor how did that conversation go Tell and him. and who did you have conversations with Tell Tell um, I want to hear. Oh, well, I knew I was in early labor, like, when I just kept feeling like I was having contractions. Um, and they seemed like they were coming close, and then, but they weren't, like, strong contractions. Um, they were, like, mild contractions, um, and I realized that was because I was in back labor, um, because baby was facing sideways um but it was very mild contractions um so I realized that Wednesday um that I was in labor and then um it just kind of progressed from there um the there were inconsistent contractions on and off throughout Wednesday night and um I didn't want to go into the hospital but um, when did you tell Jay? When did I tell And when Jay? did you tell me? Uh, I told, well, <laughs> when I told did both we tell of them you? <laughs> around the same time. Um, I knew I knew what Jay, I told him while we were walking around Walmart. And he was like, no, you're not. And then <laughs> I was trying to time them, and they got to like five minutes apart. But we weren't like consistent. Um, and then that's when I had called my doula. And um, after we got home from Walmart... She had came over and was trying to, um, like, feel them. Feel around and palpate your belly. 
Yeah, and they still were inconsistent at that point, so it wasn't time to go to the hospital just yet. So what did you do? So that was on Wednesday, and he was born on what day? Friday? Friday at 12 a.m. Okay, so what happened on Thursday? On and Thursday. And Wednesday night. Hey. Hi, baby. On Thursday, um, Thursday morning, I had already, honestly, I, I knew that I was in labor, but everybody kept telling me, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Not Even, yet, like as in it's not time to go to the hospital or not yet, like you're not in labor? Not yet, I as in like labor, because um, I had went to my OBGYN office because um, my doctor was out that day, so I had one in just to get checked to see if I would be able to get my cervix checked. Um, and they just had the nurse monitor me on the monitor. And she was like, well, your contractions are not coming consistent enough, so <laughs> you can most likely are going to be like this um, for, like, the next three weeks because I was only 37 weeks at the time. So, What did you do to tell you that you were in labor? Um, she said I was in early labor, early labor, um, and uh, but it wasn't time to go to the hospital just yet, and I could be like that for a couple of days. Um, so, but I had a feeling that I wasn't just in <laughs> early labor. I, well, I mean, I was in early labor, but I had a feeling that I was that he was going to come soon. Okay, and so Jay, how did you feel with her being in early labor and going to the doctor and? the provider telling her that oh no you're not in labor and you're going to be like this for three weeks how did you feel about that like how did that feel for you i ain't gonna lie to you i was like oh no y'all gotta take her (laughs) 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 well if i can interject when you called me on wednesday to tell me that you were in labor i always tell my clients listen to your body and you knew that you were going to have your baby because you told me the week before that you felt like he was going to come soon. Remember? Because you said that you felt like you dropped. And I said, okay. I said, trust your body. Listen to what your body's telling you. And Wednesday, I came over. We hung out for a little bit. You weren't in active labor. So I was like, okay. These are happy contractions. So there's no need for me to be here. So on Thursday when we spoke, though, I kind of figured things was um, ramping up. And the fact that the providers did not keep you and didn't um they they put you on that non-stress test monitor for a little bit to see your contractions and to see what baby was doing and they didn't decide to keep you i had already knew based on how you were talking to me what you were feeling what you were saying to me that you were in labor and that labor was progressing and that's why i told you to do what go walk go do the things that you know that you want to do right now because labor is probably near so then tell us what happened after that and jay you can chime in at any time so what happened? Okay, so you went to the doctor. They put you on a the monitor. They didn't believe that you were in labor. Remember, I was really upset about that. And then what happened after that? Um, after that, I had gone home and did some curb walks um, for a little bit. And then we had went to a nearby mall um, to walk around. Um, on the way, the contractions had slowed down um, on the way to the mall, but... I had inserted primrose oil. I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, but it's pretty much like a little capsule. And it's like a plant-based, um, what is it called? Is it 
I don't think it's oxytocin. It's an even even in primrose oil, and what that does is... It's like a plant-based, mm-hmm. um, like, chemical that actually sends you into labor. So um, to speak. But I had inserted that in vaginally, and um, that had helped my um, contractions pick up again, I feel like. Okay. Um, once they had picked up, um on the way to the mall like um on the drive to the mall it was probably about 30 minutes from where we live and they started coming probably about like every seven minutes now consistently um but they weren't they still weren't five minutes apart consistently which you know that's the rule of thumb when you're going into labor um so i didn't think anything of it once i got to the mall i remember looking at jay and i was telling him like i felt like my underwear were a little more soaked than what they should have been um and i had went to the bathroom and i just, uh it was kind of like a yellowish color but i had just chalked it up at the time to be um like the primrose oils like coming out um mm-hmm. but now that i know what i know i know is probably my mucus plug um and then we had walked around the mall. Yeah, you did. That's what happened. <laughs> like, no. He said I had the front row seat. I no. was there. I'm going to tell the story exactly how it happened. Good. Um, we had walked around the mall for probably about like two to three hours. Um, and well, okay, Jay said not two to three hours. <laughs> probably about like two hours. Um, and. <laughs> The contractions were very, very consistent, very painful, stopped me in my tracks, probably about, um, at this point, probably about, like, four minutes apart, um, at least a minute long, and to the point where I was holding on to Jay between contractions because they were that painful, and it was, I mean, I knew I was in labor, um, but it was at that point where I was like, yeah, I'm in labor, because... <laughs> they were you know what everybody talks about like stopping you in your tracks you're gonna you're gonna know and i feel like contractions yeah like your body was working it was no more happy they were no more happy contractions yeah okay go ahead and then once we left the mall um we got in the car they were still pretty painful but the contractions had slowed down from about four minutes to probably about like seven minutes um on the way back to the house it'll take us about an hour to get back to the house um and we were like right about to go back to the house um but we had stopped to get something to eat because the contractions had kind of subsided a little bit for probably about like 10 minutes um and i was like okay we can go to get something to eat now and i just remember being in the um chick-fil-a parking lot and it just picking up and it was to the point where it was like every like three minutes now and we're waiting in line to get chick-fil-a and i'm just like (laughs) um no we have to go home now like (laughs) we need to go to the hospital we need to go home um so at that point i knew that he was coming soon and this was probably around like I want to say 8, probably 9 o'clock at night. Um, so I did call my doula and I was like, I think that, you know, it's time. And on on the call with her, um, 
again I didn't pay too much attention to it but now that I know what I know I know that on the call on the way back to the house um when the contractions had got more intense I kind of felt like a pop on one side of my body and I'm assuming that was my water breaking and then after that it was <laughs> no stopping them they were coming probably about every two to one minute and lasting long very painful um <laughs> yeah really yeah they were painful yeah you telling us your story boo yeah <laughs> we yield to babies over here I learned that we are to yield to little people and let them speak are you done you want to keep talking it's like give me the microphone that's all I want go ahead um but that happened in the car and um, I did feel it wasn't necessarily like a gush but you it was kind of like more um, more liquid than what was going on before he wants to tell you his side of the story he said I remember all of this right you remember, you remember? all of this Um, but it's not, it wasn't like a gush, like how everybody explained it would be. It was kind of more of like, just more of like liquid. And, um, I remember just going, going inside my house and immediately getting in the shower, um, just to feel some type of relief, um, from the pain that was going on. And at the time, well, my birth plan was mm -hmm. to have... Um, a natural labor, no epidural, mm -hmm. no pain medications, um, spend as pretty much as less time in the hospital as I could, um, laboring. Um, so at the time when the contractions was coming, I had gotten into the bathtub to kind of, you know, help with the pain. I was like, no, I can't do this natural, you know, like this is just more intense than what I had imagined and um, my mindset wasn't where I wanted my birth plan to be. I knew that if I didn't get to the hospital at a certain dilation that I would have wanted an epidural. Um, so I had called my, well, my doula had already known, um, but I had called my provider and let them know that like, you know, um, I think it's time. <laughs> um, well, my, my doula had called my provider because, honestly, We're I couldn't <laughs> even figure out how to fathom everything. I couldn't process anything. I just felt like, you know, I could only focus on what was going on with me and my body and mm -hmm. I just remember <laughs> they were asking my doula questions and like um can she do this and what is this done a third and I was just like do we really have to answer these questions right now <laughs> <laughs> like you have all this information I, I really don't want to answer these and questions and then I will jump in and then Jay or Jay you can jump in and then I'll jump in go ahead finish saying the story um but they were like um hold on one moment, we're going to go ahead and, you know, call the hospital and see who's the OB on call. And mm -hmm. 
just so happened with my luck um, mm -hmm. that night my exact doctor that wasn't at the office at the time that I had went in earlier that morning that was right? on call and she was like she said go ahead and come in I was like bless <laughs> 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 because I am so tired um, so I remember just racing to the hospital and you know, we, we, me and my partner, because we didn't expect for him to come this early, we didn't, like, have any trial runs. We didn't check, you know, like, what area we needed to go to at the hospital. So I remember just, like, getting to the hospital and being irritated <laughs> that, like, they want us to go to labor and delivery. And then we call again. They want us to go to the emergency room. And we get to the emergency room, and the man, I pre-registered, and the man is, like, um, asking me questions. I'm like, sir, I don't know any of the answers to these <laughs> questions right now. <laughs> the only thing I know is that I'm in labor. That's it. That's the only thing I can tell you. And um, my partner handled it amazingly, and he mm -hmm. figured out everything. And um, I just remember going up to the labor and delivery floor and getting up there and um, having to use the bathroom really badly and the nurse <laughs> I asked the nurse can can you help me to the bathroom and I remember like squeezing her hand and um I know this sounds really bad but like my, I heard my doctor because I was in triage before you, know, you have to get checked before you go to your room so I was in triage and I heard my doctor talking to the other person I was like dang girl come on like <laughs> check me um but she came in and she's like, oh, hi, how are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And she checked me and she's like, um, you're about eight to nine centimeters. I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's get this show on the road. <laughs> and then like, it just, um, every, I remember everything, but like after then it was just like, everything happened so fast and so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even remember going from triage to the room <laughs> if I'm being completely honest I don't even know how they got me to the room um, me and Jay will fill in the pieces for you <laughs> I don't even remember them putting IV in my hand I don't remember them doing any of that I just um, remember um, me being like over the bed and like different positions yeah in different positions like fire hydrant and um, trying to get him to come down since he was facing my left side. Um, trying to get him to rotate. And I just remember saying, like, I'm so tired, I'm so tired. I'm ready to go to sleep. And um, then I felt a whole bunch of pressure. And we got to the hospital probably around, like, 11, 11.30ish. Um, and around, like, well... Around like ten, um, no, not 12. ten, twelve a.m. Um, what time was he born? Twelve oh six a.m. Um, how, why are you looking at me like I'm supposed to remember <laughs> that, baby? Um, and then um, I just remember feeling a whole bunch of pressure, and the nurse checked me again, and she was like, "Oh, you're you're ready to push," and the doctors coming in and the nurse coming in and it seems like everybody was doing a million things at once mm -hmm. um and they were telling me to push and I remember being like I don't want to <laughs> I just want to chime can't in get any more energy. she pushed him out in less than 20 minutes okay 
from getting to the hospital, she stayed, she was at the hospital less than an hour. <laughs> and she pushed her baby out on her own accord the way that she wanted to. Go ahead. I just record, right? And I just wanted to share that. Go ahead. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and did we stay true to your birth plan that you wanted? Um, I think it couldn't have been any better. Um, <sighs> honestly, I had the provider I wanted. Um, I had my partner there. He was amazing. I had my doula there. She was amazing. Um, I was able to do it without any epidural payments, anything like that. Um, and baby was healthy. Mommy was healthy. No interventions. So That's I don't great. think I could ask for a better birth story. So Jay, how was the birth story for you? I'll tell you guys when she got to that room and all the rest of that because she forgot that. Like she said, she was in her birthing brain. Go ahead, Jay. I ain't even gonna lie to you. All I remember is, man, I got there. She got in the bed. She came back. She heard the baby poop. She, she lost it. <laughs> <laughs> the meconium. Oh, the meconium. Yeah, right. Go ahead. But remember, I prepared you guys for that. Remember, I told you, like leading up to birth, if you, if your water breaks and it's clear, you know, you get to stay home for at least twenty four hours with no contractions. If your water breaks and it has something yellow or green tint in it, you have to go to the hospital because that means that the baby pooped in the water, right? Mm -hmm. Or if it's bloody, you have to go to the hospital. And I also prepared you for that crowded room <laughs> because the room was so crowded. But go ahead. Yeah. I didn't hear that part of the meconium. You have to tell me that part of it. Yeah, after that though, uh, we left, went to another room. Mm -hmm. We was probably there for like like 20 minutes he came, then I had to go to move my car. <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. So, really quickly, when uh, Nakaila called me and told me that uh, the contractions were picking up, I was on my way back from being with another client, and we were flying from where we were in Maryland to get back to Virginia to get to her. Um, I still had on my clothes from having my prenatal visit with my clients. So I'm coming up inside of this hospital, like, hey, I'm the doula. And I got on the whole dress and everything. And Jay and Kyla are already inside of triage and the nurses at the nurse's station are looking at me like, you're not no doula, but I was, you know, I, I just came the way I was. And um, the nurse says to me at the nurse station, I'm like, I'm the doula. She's like, oh, well, she's still in triage, and then here comes another nurse running out saying, oh, no, 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 we're going straight to the room, so come on, come on, come on, let's go. <laughs> and then I see Jay, and Jay's like, do I have to move my car? I'm like, no. They said, leave your car. And then we're all just sitting there trying to figure these things out, and lo and behold, this little baby, he couldn't wait. He was ready to come. Yeah. Um, for the most part, these two young parents did amazing. Jay was such a big support to her. We have a lot of jokes that we cracked during that time. Um, he was so excited to see his son come into this world. Um, everything was just like a whirlwind. But when Nakaila got to the point where she said she was tired, I think that we all knew that it was time. Um, and your story is amazing. Amazing. Both of you guys, even though Jay was kind of quiet. We had some technical difficulties in the beginning of this podcast, but it turned out really, really good. And um, 
I love the story. I have a question for you. So after this birth, when you guys decide to have another baby, will you do it the same way again? <laughs> well, I know that every birth is not the same. So you know, so I have triplets. Ooh. Triplets. <laughs> you must be pushing out. <laughs> um, I know every birth is not the same. So if we can get it as close as possible, then yes. Really? Jay, what say you? I ain't gonna lie, it ain't the baby not coming out of my stomach, but if she shake up. <laughs> so I have a few questions to ask you. Um, do you think that after this experience uh, that you had, even with going in and your provider not being present, um, and them telling you that you were in a labor, how did that make you feel? Um, I feel like they didn't really take me serious just because as I told the nurse when it was going on, I was having contractions that the monitor wasn't picking up and she was able to see it because she did feel my stomach and saw that there wasn't contra um, contractions that were picking up on the monitor. Um, and she did relay that message to the OB that was in office at the time, which wasn't my direct OB. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like they didn't necessarily take me serious um, and didn't check my service whatsoever to but, see what was going on um, so I feel like but you know kind of neglectful I guess okay I like that you use that word but you know they don't have to check your cervix there's no real need for them to check your cervix unless you are presenting um, the baby is crowned and even then they still don't need to check your cervix so remember I kind of explained that to you and um, do you think that they were neglectful and ignoring what you were feeling. Why do you think that they did that? Um, I think it's probably because I was a new mom, so they didn't think that I knew what was going on with my body instead of trying to take my word for it. Okay, and with that being said, that you were a new mom and they felt and you felt that they didn't take you serious because they didn't think that you knew what was going on with your body. If you could say anything to that provider that was at the office, what would you tell them moving forward with any moms or particularly moms that look like us? Because I have a, a saying for what they did to you. Well, I think the the crazy thing is the, the OB that was in office was someone that looked like us, so... Okay, no, so explain, no, so explain, <laughs> change the OB. Uh-huh, change the fact, go ahead. Uh, I think they just need to be a little bit more mindful, and, you know, if somebody's coming to you telling you how her body's feeling, that they think that they're in labor, just to take more precautions instead of, well, you know, this is what the monitor is telling us, so you must not be in labor. Okay, so... Jay, what do you what what do you think? Fire letter. Hmm. Fire letter. Fire. No future. I agree. Sorry, not sorry. I agree. So with what Nakila experienced was them not taking black women seriously, and I'm so glad that you were able to tell your story. But we have a saying that you need to listen to black women, and all skin folk are not kin folk. And I have told you that forever. So, guys, if you haven't guessed already who this special guest is, the special guest is my daughter and her boyfriend and my grandbaby. 
And it was a total honor to be at their labor, uh, see them through their pregnancy, and to give them as much knowledge as I could and to support them as much as I could. Um, Nikaila has known that this is something that's very important to her. When she, you know, before she even had her baby, she was like, you're going to be my doula. Like, she told me, like, you're going to be my doula. Um, not anybody else. You're going to be my doula. Like, you have to be there with me. And during the height of COVID, it was, you know, they were only allowing one person in, if that. And she knew that she wanted her partner to be with her. So I'm kind of grateful for the um, fact that I got to support this beautiful couple in their birth and uh, be a part of their birth story. So something that we kind of like to do here before, uh, huh? He was a Christmas baby. <laughs> he, he was what? He was a Christmas baby. He was a Christmas baby? Yeah, he was Say. supposed to be here. He, was, he a message. Who? Go ahead. He a message. <laughs> nah, he a message. Who? See. He a me he a message? Yeah. You said he was supposed to be a Christmas baby. Yeah, he a message to bring people. You think so? Yeah, that's a. I get it. I get it. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's the last word. Cause we. Yeah. Talk. Go ahead. We have I mean, the last words here. I'm saying, I have like four or five more experiences like these. Shout out to my doula. <laughs> he said four or five more experiences like this. That's six babies, honey. Mm -mm. You ready? Mm -mm. No? Um, yeah, you better have them. One more, that's right. You said one more. Mm -hmm. It better be them triplets. It better be them triplets. He's going to push them and carry them for nine months. I need a starting five. <laughs> I'm trying to have all my kids start. If we're going to the championship. That's it. So, what's your last word? What's your last takeaway? Um, I would definitely do it again. And it was a great experience. And it was, I feel like it was only this good because of the support that I had. Okay. Me? Oh, I wouldn't do this again. That was hard that night because you was a mess. Never mind. But <laughs> I would do it all over again. And I would support you as much as I could all over again. And thank you guys both for trusting me to uh, help you with your birth plan. And stay as close to it as possible. But I told you, I promise you what I told you. I said, I'm going to get you to the hospital in time to push, right? And you kept saying, no, I want to go early. No, no, no. Your birth plan says this. And sure enough, in less than an hour, being at the hospital, I promised you that I would get you to the hospital when it was time to push. And you did amazing, both of y'all. So I can't wait to do it again. It was great for you guys to come on the show and share your story. I really appreciate you guys. And I just wanted to honor um, black mothers during this month all the time. Well, y'all know how I give it up. <laughs> I honor us all the time. But I wanted to honor, especially during, I guess, February, I wanted to honor the black family 
And there's no other way that I can honor the black family than to allow black families to come on this platform and tell their stories from their mouths so that other people can hear their stories. All stories don't have to be bad stories, right? Because that's a lot of what we hear. I want to hear and share the good birth stories that we do have too. As long as it's our stories, I don't care what that looks like as long as you can share it, right? So, with closing, Mel, Mm -hmm. um, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Mama Do Lemoir podcast. And um, (laughs) this is Callie, uh, your neighborhood doula with Divine Peace Doulas. If you want to find me on social media, I am um, Divine Peace Doulas, Callie, K-A-L-I. On Instagram, I am Divine Peace Doulas. Um, on Facebook I am Callie King uh, my personal page on Facebook as well and the CEO of Mel Soap Lounge now you can find me on Instagram at uh, Mel Soap Lounge you can find me on Facebook at Mel King and I guess Sage is trying to tell y'all goodnight and where to find him too all right, guys, thank you for coming out and uh, tuning in with us. Until next time, later. <laughs>